Hello, I'm Rach. And I'm Sue. And this is the Georgia Hair Podcast. And today we are talking about Devil's Cup. So we have the Marquis de Vidal, mm-hmm. Vidal, otherwise known as the Devil's Cup. Oh, good nickname. Yeah. And he, um, so basically he has to flee England for shooting a man in a duel. Um, yeah, not not conducted in the most reputable way, if you can conduct a duel in a reputable way. Okay. Um, he has to flee to France. Mm-hmm. He plans to take the beautiful Sophia with him, mm-hmm. who he's been making up to. And then from there we have the setting of the story. And I uh, like so, so much of it happens in France. Because yes. everything is sexier in France. Yeah. That's true. There's like, I think at the parties they described, they're just a little bit more exciting. Like the fashions are more extreme. The men wear earrings. Yeah. Their flirtations are desperate. Yeah. And it's it's a bit more, um, yes, it does feel like, yeah, it's a bit more risky, isn't it? Mm. It's a bit more, uh, the, what, what is allowed is a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit broader, I think. Yeah. But before we get to France, mm. we have that kind of lovely reunion of the yeah. Alastair family, well, a reunion yeah. for us, because yeah. we're reintroduced to them after these old shades. Yeah. And we catch up with where they are. Fanny is in one of the beginning oh, yeah. scenes. Yeah. She's and become she... a little matronly. Her beauty is fading a little bit. Yeah. I love the bit where she's talking about how she sits with the light behind her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Leonie, of course. Oh yeah, and she hasn't. She's barely changed. She's barely changed. She's I think, still the same. I think I worked out that she's forty-three. Yes, she was nineteen in these old shades, and it tw- oh yeah. no, she might be a little bit older, and, and because the doll is twenty-four. Okay, so depending oh. on how long. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in the mid forties, I reckon. Yeah, and then Duke of Avon. So he'll be sixty, mid sixties. Shouldn't be. Yeah, which is quite old, old for then. Yeah, isn't it? but he's only yeah. lightly using his cane. Yes, it, yes. You still very much get the impression that he is. Um, yeah, yeah. He still he's holds still himself the, the same, and he's he's yeah. He, he looks older, but mm-hmm. um, he's all knowing. In no way decrepit. No, <laughs> oh no. no, no. He never will be. And Rupert is still the gorgeous man child. Yeah, that he's always been. <laughs> yeah. So presumably he's in his forties too. But very much an established bachelor, um, various liaisons, yeah. and just mostly seems interested in gambling and booze, right? Yeah, I, I, you get the feeling he has left. He has led a hedonistic life, hasn't oh, he? Yeah, he's lived. Yeah, and he's um, yeah, pretty much the same. Still, a, yeah, a bit of a scamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> um, and Vidal is a interesting mixture of his mm. parents really isn't he yeah I didn't say that because he's called the devil's card because Avon was called Satanus mm-hmm. and um, so he is he's nicknamed the devil's card um, but there's a few references in there a bit of that like I think Fanny says that's a bit unfair almost because he's he's almost worse than yes than Avon was and he's definitely got that severe to the temper temper yeah. and yeah. attitude and and one thing about Avon was he was very mm. into what he was wearing mm-hmm. and he was very smart and he was very poised yeah and 
Vidal is definitely is is definitely more um, rough and ready, and isn't yeah, he? Like he can't really be bothered to powder his hair properly. And That's right. Yeah, yeah. But we all know he's devastatingly attractive because there's that scene where his ballot talks about like at length about the men he's worked for previously and how he's and their to, failings yeah stuff their calves with sawdust, sawdust. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't change anything about the doll yeah because his his person yeah. is perfect it's just that he has mm. there's a carelessness about him yeah. isn't there you know what though I'm a little bit upset he's not ginger why can he have to be dark has to be dark doesn't he dark and where it, where are George Hayes ginger heroes there isn't there aren't very many are there no well except that well, Leone. Leone, yeah Leonie's yeah yeah described as a redhead and yeah Barbara in uh, but, but yeah there's none other men that's an no. important distinction whereas no. I, I like a ginger apart from some bit, I, I guess and he, he meant yeah so gingers meet a sad end <laughs> ginger men is <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story there oh, <laughs> um, but yes he is very dashing and a kind of true romantic hero, isn't he? He's mm. he's the bad boy that that needs to be tamed, and like the love yeah. of a good woman will fix him. Yeah, I think um, yeah. There's one point that Mary makes the distinction between him and an, another man, like another man who's got romantic notions. Oh yeah. But Vidal, who is the who in appearance is mm-hmm. the very epitome of a romantic hero, yeah, doesn't have any doesn't have a romantic soul in any way no he's actually just really straightforward isn't yeah he? so it's, it was common frederick yeah. common that conversation wasn't it yeah mm. he's quite he's quite spoiled yeah i think willful willful callous as well yeah. so there's um there's a the fir- the very first scene mm. is one where he yeah. shoots a highwayman yeah um on the way to a ball so he's on his way to a ball yeah. he gets hold held up he shoots a highwayman, mm. leaves him, mm-hmm. um, leaves him on the road. Yeah. And then there's quite an amusing conversation between him and <laughs> Mr. Fox. Yes. I think. Yeah. So, um, Dominic and Dominic, who's Vidal, mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Fox are talking about um, Vidal uh, shooting this man, leaving him on the road, and Mr. Fox asks what he's done with the corpse. Done with it, said his lordship, with a touch of impatience nothing what should i do with a corpse mr fox rubbed his chin they'll take it if i know he said after some thought but you can't leave a corpse on the road dominic people might see it on the way back to town ladies won't like it his lordship raised raised a pinch of snuff to one classic nostril but he paused before he sniffed hadn't thought of that he admitted a gleam possibly of amusement stole into his eyes he glanced at the lackey who still held his damaged greatcoat there is a corpse somewhere on the road to town. Mr. Fox doesn't wish to see it there. Remove it. The lackey was far too well trained to display emotion, but he was a little shaken. Um, yes, my lord, he said. What does your lordship want done with it, if you please? I have no idea, said his lordship. Charles, what do you want done with it? Edgar, what has to be done with a corpse in the middle of Hounslow Heath, demanded Mr. Fox. I have a notion it should be delivered to a constable. You hear, said his lordship. The corpse must be conveyed to town. Bow Street, interjected Mr Fox. To Bow Street, with compliments of Mr Fox. <laughs> no damn, I don't take credit for it, Dominic. Compliments of the Marquis of Vidal, my man. The lackey swallowed with something in his throat and said in a palpable effort, it, it, it should be attended to, sir. Mr Fox looked at the Marquis. 
I don't see what else we can do, Dominic, do you? We seem to have been put to a vast deal of inconvenience already, replied the market. <laughs> so it just, I think that sets it up well that he is yeah. a care for nobody, isn't he? He's and hold on, you're skipping a really important bit there. He has a classic nostril. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> How much time do you devote to considering nostril shapes? <laughs> well, do it obviously. <laughs> yeah, she's a woman of detail. Yeah. Fair enough, yes, no, they live a very different lifestyle and you can see why. Yeah. With that kind of history behind him, he would need to flee the country yeah. after his latest yeah. exca- escapade with Qualls. Yeah. But in the same way, there's something, there's something honest about it because Mr. Fox and the rest of them were a little bit outraged at the idea of mm. doing it. But no one really cares about oh, a no. dead highwayman. No, they don't. And I guess there's something honest in <laughs> Dominic. I don't know, something honest and something straight, really straightforward. He's a uh, really straightforward murderer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but life is cheaper then, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> it was. We really get into it quite early on in this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> spoiled and willful I think his parents are a little bit worried about him yeah um, because he's so very wild yeah um, and in so there's quite a stark contrast between him and Mary yeah but Mary Chaloner Mary Chaloner is our heroine mm. and such a good heroine oh she's good I really like Mary Mary is one of my favourite hair heroines is it because she's got a healthy appetite it's because she yeah <laughs> nothing stops her eating and I, I absolutely really yeah. appreciate that because People say, oh, I'm nervous, I can't eat, and I don't understand that, <laughs> because oh, there are no circumstances in which I can't eat. I think there's no situation that wouldn't be better if you're not hungry. Yes. Right? So just well, eat. yeah. yeah. So, exactly, exactly. It, yeah. And she's, um, she's very sensible, isn't she? Yes. Which is remarkable. Well, she got sent to a very select seminary, didn't she? There's, there, I think there's a line saying that she was almost a blue stocking, really. Yeah. Um, but her mum and sister are foolish and calculating and maybe lacking in moral fibre um, yeah. but yeah she's D- judged by standards then oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> except yeah they do they do sort of plot to yeah. entrap the yeah. uh, Marquis de uh, Vidal yeah. into wedlock that's true um, yeah, yeah. Like, I really hope that they don't foist themselves on the Alastair family no nobody foists themselves on the Alastair family do they what am I talking about but yeah, she's lovely and sensible. Yeah, and when we're introduced to her, so we are introduced to her, and she is set as a contrast to her mother. We we know mm. immediately that she's very different to her mother and mm-hmm. her sister, who are, as you say, very silly. You really get the feeling they don't appreciate her no. value. No, no, because she's not uh, beautiful, mm. and she's not. Um, I think she's not beautiful in comparison to Sophia, but she's. Yeah. I mean, she's got a, a pair of taking grey eyes. Yeah. But she can. She comes up with a very interesting plan. Yeah. So she intercepts this letter. Yeah. Because Vidal has addressed it incorrectly. She's completely forgotten about poor Mary's existence. Oh, there's a lovely eye roll from Rachel there. Like, <laughs> oh, men addressing letters wrong. Um, and she, yeah. And then so she thinks, what can I do to save mm. Sophia? Because mm. she doesn't. She doesn't trust her mother. She doesn't want to tell her mother. But she doesn't trust her mother to yeah. 
put a stop to it mm. she thinks the fire will actually well i i get the feeling that mary thinks that sophia will be tricked into becoming vidal's yeah. mistress yeah she's giving her sister a little bit more credit yeah than she deserves whereas that, actually she act Sophia actually agrees to go willingly yep. as his mistress to yep. France. So she knew what she was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they um so she takes her place. Mm. And she manages to fool him in the beginning. Yeah, they get all the way to New Haven because she's wearing a loo mask, isn't she? Mm. To disguise herself. They get to New Haven. And then she she not only needs to reveal who she is, she needs to make um, Vidal hate her sister too so that he doesn't come back and get her some other time so she pretends that they, her and her sister are both in on it together doesn't she and she she puts on the kind of these vulgar airs which makes me squeak, squirm a little bit reading it because I'm like that's not her she's a proper lady <laughs> I don't like her and uh, yeah Vidal gets in an absolute rage doesn't he he's been drinking yeah he's dangerous when he drinks oh he is None of this, <laughs> we should say, yeah. <laughs> um, excuses what happens next. No, okay, right, here we get to the incident. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Very controversial. Lots of people have an opinion on, on the following scene, don't they? Yeah. So... Once over the channel and past Mary's seasickness, poor girl. Um, I do just on that bit. Mm. I do like that bit though, where yeah. um, she's very great, grateful for him for for the basin for the basin. <laughs> yeah. When she's is going to be violently sick on board. Yeah, I think, I've, I think I've been says, seasick, and oh. like it is. Yeah, yeah. I think she <laughs> says, "I don't care if you stay or if you go, but I am going to be ill." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and he is quite caring, and, we, and I guess that's the first hint we mm. get that he can, mm. he can be mm. caring. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's, it's cancelled a little bit out by the next scene. But <laughs> <laughs> so they arrive in France, and um, he's yeah, he's proper full on drunk at this point, isn't he? And um, I've been drinking all day I, oh, from what seems oh. like yeah, like really early on <laughs> it's, too, it's too much isn't yeah. it I mean do you think he was riding a horse for a little bit was he like drinking on the horse I don't think it was a lot about that because life is cheaper <laughs> life is cheaper uh, yeah so she tries to explain to him at this point that she's what she's done how she's mm. tricked him um, and she's not a loose moral woman she, she is she was just playing a part to try and save her sister but at this point the drink is on him and he's not having any of it and he starts advancing towards her mm. saying you elected to come with me now you're going to be my mistress yeah whether you like it or not and she shoots him yeah so she's stolen a gun from the carriage hasn't she yeah, yeah. and then yeah and to, to i mean she does get the gun out and she does tell him that yeah she's gonna shoot yeah and he says okay do it because i guess i guess he's thinking oh sorry i'm absolutely not making excuses for this <laughs> yeah. but i guess he doesn't believe that she um is that is trying to protect her virtue mm. that much and i can cope with this book and i can only cope with this book if i believe that Vidal, as soon as he realised, like if she hadn't shot him and he'd have forced a kiss on her, 
and she would have resisted, I think then he would have stopped. I have to believe he would have stopped. Okay. You believe that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because that, yeah. Okay. So there's a bit later on. Admittedly, at this point, he's in love with her. Betty says, I may force my name on you, but I would never force anything else on you. But but that's because he believes she is a certain kind of woman. Yeah. And that's the problem, isn't it? Because however much you say... It, it's difficult isn't it because then it was like, virtue was so important mm. and if you had um if you had compromised your virtue mm. it's almost saying that you're then fair game that yeah that's just not yeah. true well no it's not true it's <laughs> awful isn't Rachel, it i don't believe you think that <laughs> <laughs> but, but that that's the problem with that yeah, scene yeah. that it would have been okay Mm. if she was a different type of female mm. yeah well, despite her resisting but I guess, I guess what you're saying is that th- that is the only thing that she could do to show how much she was resisting it yeah it, yeah rather than just saying no which she did say no <laughs> she did say no it yeah. should have been enough um, but I think yeah he thought that was what natural natural maidenly coyness I don't know maidenly mm. anything would it but yeah no <laughs> I suppose so <laughs> um but then also there's another bit that I find problematic. So more than the bit where he gets shot, I think the bit where he forces her onto the boat by strangling her. By threatening to strangle her. No, he, he bruised her throat. Let me find that yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah, so he strolled over to her as she drew her cloak round her and before she realised what he was about, he had grasped her arm and taken her throat in one of his shapely hands. He let her feel what strength lay in his fingers and though for dignity's sake she forced herself to be passive, the blood drummed unpleasantly in her head and she felt herself to be in danger of losing her senses. Like that, the Marquis said, smiling mockingly down at her. He let her go, and she put up her hands to her bruised throat. Unpleasant, huh? he said. If you force me to do it again, you'll find yourself unable to speak for quite a little while. Having throttled you, and I can do it in a flash, my dear, I shall carry you aboard, informing anyone who might chance to be about that you have swooned. Do you quite understand, wench? Yeah. I mean, that... It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. And yet he's our hero. <laughs> and you do, do end that? up liking him in the end. Yes. And well, she, like she likes him straight up. Like, yeah. Despite all of this. She's always apologising for him. Or kind of saying, oh no, it wasn't that bad an adventure. Actually, he was he was really kind at some time. Yeah, because he handed me a basin when I was being sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently that undoes yeah. being throttled somehow. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to accept that this, yeah. is, this is this, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but anyway... She does shoot him, and and then it all gets a lot lighter, doesn't it? Because <laughs> it turns off to shoot, and then she immediately's like, "Oh dear, I've shot you. I'm yeah. going to help you bind the wound." And then it, the tables turn. The, the tables turn, and the yeah, it's it's nice actually. The relationship changes <laughs> when she immediately. When she shoots him, it's actually quite nice. I think in a weird way. My lord, she said desperately. Indeed, I'm not what you think me. He burst into one of his wild laughs, and she realised that in his mood she could make no impression on him. He was advancing towards her. She brought her right hand from behind her and levelled the pistol. Stand where you are, she said. If you come one step nearer, I shall shoot you down. He stopped short. Where did you get that thing? he demanded. Out of your coach, she answered. Is it loaded? I don't know, said Miss Chaloner, incurably truthful. He began to laugh again and walked forward. Shoot then, he invited, and we shall know. For I'm coming several steps nearer, my lady. 
Mishana saw that he meant it, shut her eyes and resolutely pulled the trigger. There was a deafening report and the Marquis went staggering back. He recovered in a moment. It was loaded, he said coolly. But Miss Sharana's eyes flew open. She saw that Vidal was feeling his left arm above the elbow, and to her dismay she watched a red stain grow upon his sleeve. She dropped the pistol and her hand went up to her cheek. Oh, what have I done? she cried. Have I hurt you very badly? So, I like it. Yeah, it was loaded. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It, and then he's, he he suddenly realizes. Yeah, he, that's a sobering happened. moment for him, isn't yeah. it? He realizes he's got it horribly wrong, and the only thing he can do is make an honest woman of her. We know that she has a soft spot for him. Yes, and has done for a while. Yeah, exactly. So I think when the Dow has proposed to her out of necessity, um, she said, she was so shocked to realise that with a few breathless moments she had forgotten Sophia in a brief vision of herself wedded to his lordship. So that's the truth, is it? said Miss Sharana severely to herself. You're in love again, you've known it for weeks. But it was not the notorious Marquis whom she had fallen in love. It was with the wild, sulky, unmanageable boy that she saw behind the rake. I could manage him, she sighed. Oh, but I could. And that's... Never tried when to is that in the book? Is that... Um, it's... It, Vidal uh, now knows that she's an honourable woman. Okay. So it's after that bit. Yeah, okay. and she's proposing marriage, yeah. but she's like, oh, okay, we'll go along with it now, but... Yeah. Be and even one. before that, mm. she... Um, she she sort of we hear her thoughts you know mm. in, in her room back in mm. back in London and she says something like oh why would you even look at you yeah um when mm. when mm. Sophia's there so we sort of get a feeling that she she doesn't say she's in love with him at that point I don't think no but, but she's, she's she crush. she fancies him people will say that yeah yeah um so she's she's in love with him and and I think it, it makes it worse for her doesn't it that it, it would be one sided yeah. rather than because she doesn't yeah. she doesn't have, have the same feeling about when um, yeah. when Cumming proposes no um, later on I think there are two problems though that she sees it's it's one that yeah she would be in love with him and he wouldn't be with her and also that in marrying her his family would potentially disown him yeah, it's a disparity, isn't it, in, yeah. in wealth and position. Yeah. And she has seen firsthand what that can do to a man because she's seen her father mm-hmm. being disowned mm-hmm. by his parents. spend quite a few days together don't they yeah on the road him yeah. recuperating a bit her looking after him mm-hmm. and they i think he really admires how she copes with this absolutely terrifying situation mm-hmm. for a young woman to suddenly be without friends or family and without money and be in the power of a man mm-hmm. who has so far treated her abominably mm-hmm. apart from the basin um but the power dyna- dynamic really changes doesn't it because mm-hmm. he's suddenly quite he's a bit he's bedbound because he's, he's been shot and he yeah. has a bit of an infection yeah. from I don't think the bullet's lodged in is it it's, it's scraped yeah um, scraped him oh yeah 
um, scratched him, sorry, yeah. and he, and but he because he's been drinking or whatever, he's he's obviously got some sort of infection yeah. and he's very weak and he's then he's bled yes. by the the doctor, um, and so he's very weak. She handles him beautifully, and, she, and, and she? we see how she handles him, yeah. and actually, um, yeah, definitely, it becomes mm. a more equal relationship. Yes, because I mean, he's not actually. Um, incapacitated for very long is he but I guess that's just done enough to reset the scales because mm. I think after that when Mary has run off with Frederick Common she compares that journey with her one with Vidal and I think she really like so with Common she had to do all the speaking and all the organising and she had to just be in charge of things and I'm guessing that with Vidal mm. it was a lovely change of pace from looking after her own family because Vidal just took care of stuff. He just swanned in, probably with a cape fluttering behind him, swishing, and took care of business. People just yeah. looked after them. Yeah, I and I see it. it she's a, a little bit similar uh, in terms of her her character and her um, her position to um, Frederica, mm. which we've talked about before, haven't we? Yeah. And um, it's that thing about you know, if, if you are used to having to deal with everything, mm. it's quite nice having a break from that. Yeah, and, it's a holiday for somebody. Being the adult. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Having mm. even if that means having someone be a bit dominant over you, it's you know, it's a break. <laughs> the submissive wife movement seems to be oh, God, still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but still manages him very well. Yeah. And there's a point where he. Um, he first re- refuses to eat the gruel that she's um, yeah. made. Yeah, I don't really understand what gruel is. Is it just like a Porridge? a broth? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, she makes good, mm. and and she sort of says, "Oh, okay. You don't. I, I try very hard to make this, <laughs> so you'd like it. Um, <laughs> but it, but if you won't, that's fine. Mm. And that sort of reverse psychology, yeah, <laughs> works on him, and he ends up eating yeah. it. And like when he threatens to get out of bed, and she just said." I'll take your clothes away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he makes a comment like, all very wifely. Yeah, and then yeah. she winces at that because it's... Yeah, yeah too close to the bone. Yeah. Um, and I think he... I don't know, I, the, yeah, that appreciation that he develops for her, that uh, surfaces itself, I suppose, when he comes home, well, he comes back to um, where Mary Mary is staying. Is it Tom's Elizabeth's? Yeah, Tom's Elizabeth, yeah. And uh, she, he walks in on... Frederick Common and her holding hands, just yeah. like they're comforting each other. And he immediately kind of goes into jealous fiancé mode, doesn't he? And I, th- I think threatens to shoot Common. Yeah, I think that's a standard response to most yeah. things I feel about. So we should probably talk a little bit about Juliana and Frederick Common. because I need to plug in. Oh, sure. So Juliana is Lady Fanny Marling's child and is basically Lady Fanny. Yeah, she's very silly, <laughs> yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Um, and Probably like, a little bit less silly. I, I, a little bit less... She, I mean, she's not worldly. No. But then I guess I guess um, uh, Fanny married somebody that was, was a, a commoner mm. for love mm. and that's pretty much what 
Juliana wants to do. Yes. Yes, so Fanny married a sensible man. Yeah. And Juliana... So actually she's exactly like Fanny, isn't yes, she, basically? Unexpectedly yeah. wants a, a sensible mm. man. And uh, Frederick Colin is an interesting character in this one, I think, because you quite often get a secondary character who is cool and capable and impresses the hero in some way and like mm. they're part of a, a secondary love plot mm. but Frederick he's that man but you also see quite a few annoying bits in him yeah um, yeah so he's a little bit more of a balanced character I, I suppose um, but yes he wants to marry Juliana but Juliana doesn't like to be how to explain it so she's quite like the rest of the Alistairs she's mm. quite spoiled and willful willful yeah. and doesn't really want what yeah doesn't really want to be told what to do oh yeah and he makes awful mistakes doesn't yeah. he like saying oh if you if you loved me you wouldn't be hanging out with that Bertrand chap yeah and, and try, tries to not to go to the ball so that, yeah it's weird that is quite irritating mm. um, yeah and so she rebels against that yes and it's sort of understandable in yeah. somebody of Julianne's temperament, mm. but also flirts a lot with Bertram, oh, yeah. who's um, Badal's cousin. So Mr. Cummins followed her to France mm. to be with her, and then when he gets there, sees that she's been. Um, she's had a hair turned by Paris, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So she's been flirting with yeah. Bertram and, um, and living a hedonistic lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah. So they break off the the engagement, don't they? In a in a quite a yeah. it's been going that way for a while. Hasn't argument, it? hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but that means that Common, who understands the predicament that Mary Chalmer is in, says, you know, if you want, we can run away and get married. And mm. you know, if that's preferable to you than being forced into a marriage with Vidal, mm. I'm your man. So they run off. Mm using the information that Vidal mm. has that there is a English a Protestant pa- yeah pastor or yeah vicar um in Dijon mm-hmm. um uh, and there's, there's apparently no other reason why you go to <laughs> <laughs> couldn't to Rupert there's it, it's a mystery why yeah. anyone would go to Dijon have you ever gone to Dijon no I haven't actually nor have I no, no one ever goes to Dijon like mustard though I know, I'm in American mustard. I've got a very unrefined palate and I want American mustard. Mm. Anyway, that anyway, is so off topic. Yeah. Um, so, she, yeah, so they, they, they run, run off. Dijon. And it's it's a lot slower than Mary's used to. Yeah. She really wants to get to get there fast. He doesn't... Um, Commons a typical Englishman who doesn't speak any French. So yeah. she has to do with talking. Um, and she they get a little bit disillusioned with yeah. one another on that she's not romantic trip. enough in fact at one point Common has the audacity to say that he wasn't sure if she was stupid or merely phlegmatic yeah and I was thinking no she's just been a sensible woman come on yeah, yeah. just getting stuff done because you're not capable there's, there's some irritating things about Common I'm not I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm not the big, biggest fan mm. he, he yeah he and Juliana are fine go on yeah, do exactly. thing you're both a bit annoying um, but so they they they're in this inn, and Commons trying to get the the English Protestant dude to help them out and marry them, um, and hasn't managed it yet. And Vidal arrives on the scene, and they pretend that they've already been married. Yeah. So 
in order to to keep her safe. yeah protect Mary in some way and that this wasn't a great idea <laughs> <laughs> this incredibly violent man yeah. it, it riles him a little bit and at first he tries to strangle Cumming doesn't he yeah um and then Me- oh okay huh? I didn't I didn't I can't remember the strangling bit but yeah I, so it he sounds tries to likely strangle him oh no or overpower him in some way. Mm, yeah, it must be strong yeah, him. Because then they do the dual bit, yeah. Because and then Mary throws the thing of water over yeah. them both. And then we get to the, the duel in the Yeah. Oh, sorry. In the room. Can we pop back just a little bit? Because it's my favourite I think it's my favourite line in any Julia Okay. Back, and I just foolishly skip past it. Juliana is asking Vidal what's going on with Mary like is it, it, oh yeah is it because you're obliged to offer for her is that what's going on here because I think she is sensing a little bit of the way the wind blows or at least she knows that Mary loves Vidal by this point in the book we know that um we already knew that Mary was yeah. in love with Vidal and then we get to Vidal um Vidal's feelings and how mm. they've been going towards mm. Mary mm-hmm. so yes Juliana is talking to Vidal and she says you are not very kind to Mary apparently kind ejaculated Fidel no I was not kind Juliana ate another morsel of capon you seem to me to have behaved as though you hated her she remarked he said nothing Juliana peeped at him again you're very anxious to get her in your power again Fidel but I don't quite know why you should be for you meant to marry her only because you had ruined her and so were obliged to didn't you she thought that he was not going to answer but suddenly he raised his eyes from the contemplation of the dregs of his wine because I'm obliged to, he said. I mean to marry Mary Chaloner because I'm devilish sure I can't live without her. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastically, Julia. Yeah. The next line is Juliana clapped her hands with a cry of delight. <laughs> it is famous, she explained. <laughs> Basically, what we just yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I love that bit as well. Oh, I love that bit. I'm devilish sure I can't live without her. And up oh. until that point, there's been some indications that it's not just because of his honour or her honour that yeah. he that married there's been a possessiveness because mm-hmm. you said before mm-hmm. when he walks in on yeah it's not clear if it's her. just that he said he wants to do this so yeah. he's going to do it he's the kind of person who would yeah, be exactly. possessive yeah. without love yeah um, but then this is when we really know oh no he's yeah. in love with her mm. um, <laughs> and everything else is forgiven because of this yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then we can believe he's a reform character though, absolutely can't we? absolutely We skip forward again. Uh, him and Comin about to duel. Yes. They're fight, fighting indoors. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine that's easy. They're taking their shoes, their socks off, no, their boots off, and their jackets, and yeah. they're yeah having a little, a little fight. And Juliana's having hysterics. Yeah, Mary's Mary's thrown a jug of water on them. No, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. thrown a jug of water on them because that was when he was strung. Oh was yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely. And then when the blade, I mean, it looks like it's getting dangerous, mm. and Frederick might get killed. Uh, she grabs a cloak, doesn't she, and, and runs into the middle of yeah. the, the blades and kind of throws the, the, the cloak. She doesn't know what else to do. No. She, no, she's shouting. She's saying, yeah. "No, we're not married. We're not married." She's trying to. Yeah. Look, they are in a. They are in. Yeah. A, a masculine blind oh. rage. They're drowning in testosterone. Yeah. This is and, and they are deaf to anything that's happening around them. Yeah. Well, you know <sighs> those high pitched women's voices. Very hard to hear. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yes, and she gets. 
she gets hurt. nicked on the shoulder. Mm. And you know what I love about this? There's a bit of actual, actual bodice ripping. Oh, yeah. Because the dad rips the, the shoulder of the dress <laughs> <Yeah>. open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's as sexy as it gets in yeah. there, isn't it? Well, it is, but I do like that that's as sexy as it gets. I don't yeah. really, yeah. Um, I don't like it going further than that. <laughs> um, so, and then there's a brilliant bit, isn't there? So when he realises that he's, yeah. he's hurt her. The sword went spinning. My lord caught Miss Chandler's swaying form in his arms, his face as white as hers. Mary, Mary, he said hoarsely. My God, what have I done? Murderer, you have killed her, panted Mr Cumming, and came up close as though to snatch Miss Chaloner away from him. He was thrust aside. Stand off from her, the Marquis shot at him. Mary, look at me. Mary, my little love, my precious girl. I've not killed you. Miss Chaloner, who had half fainted more from shock than actual hurt, opened her eyes and achieved a wan smile. It's nothing, she whispered. The, the veritas pinprick. Oh, what did you call me? Mm. And so, yeah. Mm. I think as well, the veriest pinprick is like a throwback to when she shot him, and I think he, said, he calls it the veriest scratch. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Nice little bit more in there. So we get, yeah, so the fir- this is the first time where she mm. gets the impression that he, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. he is oh. in love with her. Because up until now, she's thought it's just been possessiveness mm. and mm. not wanting to Need share. Need to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so that leaves her mm. um yeah gives her some reassurance but only for a little while yeah because lee and ian rupert arrive on the scene yeah and so she she's gone off hasn't yeah, she? she's, she's got like, a I moment just, i need some time on myself i've you yeah. know me, me, me dress is half off <laughs> um, <laughs> um she, she goes upstairs and, but yes and then they came, they come in and she overhears the only say oh you can't marry such a one as that yeah and, he, and she knows how much Vidal loves her his mum Mm. she doesn't want to get in the way so she with, with surprisingly little plan for, for Mary yeah so she she spots that the Dijonce is about to depart mm. he's on his way to Paris she doesn't have enough money for that no and she just gets on and it's going to take her to some place she's never heard of before yeah what does she think she's going to do when she gets there well we, we have this bit of inner monologue doesn't she because she decides that she thinks she goes through all the kind of jobs where she might be acceptable and she decides on being a, ser- a serving wench yeah but do you just get I jobs like that no, like I don't, no, I don't think you do no well so it's a good job yeah what then happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah well she arrives she gets put down at this small town and um goes I mean, this is an amazing coincidence isn't it uh, yeah there's never actually an explanation why the duke of avon is at this scene no it seems very odd um i mean he's omniscient he is omniscient though mm. maybe that's it i guess He's on his. He would have got to Paris, and then so it's, yeah, it's between Dijon and Paris. So yeah, he's got to Paris. and he's going the other way, yeah, isn't okay, it? Okay. So maybe that is a sensible place to stay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, Let's say that. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, it's very impossible. Yeah. So she walks into this inn, and she has no baggage. She has no other girl. Um, and the landlord and his wife are saying, "No, no, no, no. You are not acceptable. You need to leave." They're quite nasty to her. But they are. Um, but then it's okay because Duke Avon's really rude to them back, which yeah I love. <laughs> and a... she doesn't know. Who... Oh, sorry, go no, on. yeah, she does not know who. So anyway, she's standing in the hallway trying to get a room. They're saying no. This remarkable man, very grand, uh, walks down the stairs. Obviously important. Very important. Personage. Everyone's very secret towards him. Um, and he steps in and makes sure that she gets a room, and then he invites her to have dinner with 
with him. Mm-hmm. And she, he reveals enough to know that he knows her grandfather. Yes. yes. And she says she has a great look of him or something like that. Yeah, and I think he says that her grandfather sent him or asked him to... To inquire yeah. after her if he was travelling through France. Yeah. So I guess she has... She's not just completely going to dinner with a random guy. He... No. You know, she and knows he, that yeah, he's an old man. Sense. Yeah, she's allowed dinner. We all know that she cares about her food. Yeah, um, and yeah, he kind of entices her to tell her story. So there, there's that lovely bit. It's a really nice chapter, isn't it, where she basically relates everything that's happened. Yes, and so we get a little yeah recap of the story, mm. glossing over some bits mm-hmm. that you know people don't come off that well <laughs> he, she does also incredibly awkwardly um describe the duke of avon yeah. to the duke of avon and of course we know at this point it's him well it doesn't yeah. it's not said we know it's oh, him yeah, yeah. and he's like oh no don't say no. that <laughs> um, but he takes it quite well he, he does recognizes it as a portrait of him yeah. so yeah um and then i love this scene it's really good it's a really good sort of wrapping up isn't it i love the bit where she says that um she shot the doll and he, he just says accept my compliments yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was so cool Duke of Avon yeah and she said something like oh you just need to know how to manage him and, and he yeah. says like oh, I'm sure his parents would really like to know how to do that yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that was just a whole lovely section wasn't it yeah. but then Vidal catches up with him and he hears that she's having dinner with some English gentleman and he at this point he must just be thinking oh my god she just keeps running off and finding other men <laughs> what is yeah. going on um, so he storms in very angry and then boom, 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 <laughs> comes up short, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that must be quite embarrassing to reveal to your dad that you've made such a mull of it. Yes. And there's a nice bit there where um, he says, Vedar says, you must marry me, Mary. You must marry me. Oh, I've got it here. Oh, go on. She says, my God, do you hate me so much? Mary, listen to me. I'll force nothing on you, but I beg of you accept my name. There's no other way I can write you in the eyes of the world. You must wed me. I swear to you on my honour, I'll not hurt you. I won't come near you unless you bid me. Father, tell her she must marry me. Tell her how needful it is. His grace said placidly, I find myself quite unable to tell Miss Charlene anything of the kind. What, have you been one hour in her company and not seen how infinitely above me she is? The Marquis cried hotly. By no means, said the Duke. If Miss Charlene feels herself able to become your wife, I shall consider myself to be vastly in her debt. But out of justice to her, I am bound to advise her to consider well before she throws herself away so lamentably. He regarded Miss Charlene blandly. My dear, are you sure you cannot do better for yourself than to marry Vidal? A laugh escaped the Marquis. He drew Miss Charlene closer. Mary, look at me. Mary, little love. I am, of course, loath to interrupt you, Vidal, but I desire to inform Mishana that there is no reason why she should accept your hand unless she chooses. The Duke rose and came towards them. The Marquis let Mishana go. You appear to be a woman of so much sense, said His Grace, that I find it hard to believe you can really desire to marry my son. I beg you will not allow the exigencies of your situation to weigh with you. If marriage with Vidal is distasteful to you, I will arrange matters for you in some other way. Mishana gazed down into the fire. I cannot, I... The Duchess, my sister, I do not know what to say. The Duchess need not trouble you, said His Grace. He walked to the door and opened it. He glanced back and said languidly, By the way, Vidal's moles are rather better than mine. He went out and the door closed softly behind him. 
the Marquis and Michelle were left confronting one another. She did not look at him, but she knew that his eyes never wavered from her face. He made no movement to recapture her hands. He said slowly, Until you ran away with Common, I never knew how much I loved you, Mary. If you won't marry me, I shall spend the rest of my life striving to win you. I'll never rest till I've got you. Never, do you understand? A smile trembled on her lips. And if I do marry you, my lord, you'll let me go my own road. You'll not come near me unless I wish it. You'll not fly into rages with me, nor tyrannise over me. I swear it, he said. She came to him, her eyes full of tender laughter. Oh, my love, I know you better than you know yourself, she said huskily. At the first hint of opposition, you'll coerce me shamefully. Oh, Vidal, Vidal. And then they kiss. The bit where he says, I'll never rest till I've got you. You know, sometimes when you read things in the cold light of day and you think, oh, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> um, but yes, it's no. quite a dramatic scene, though, isn't it? You yeah. Know? And then there's a bit where he says, Father, tell her she must marry me. That's a little bit petulant, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell her she yeah. has to. Um, yeah, but that that is lovely. And then, so everything's coming together for them, isn't it? Oh, my God. Everything's coming together. So he loves her, the family's okay about it. Yeah. It's a lovely ending. So they're all finally in the same inn, aren't they? Yes. And so Rupert's obsessed with this burgundy port that he's picked up that he's absolutely from Dijon, which is <laughs> Dijon. finally a reason why to go to Dijon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the the women folk walk in on the men all drinking away in another room, and uh, Rupert raises the glass to to-, to toast what everyone assumes is going to be the, the marriage the couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like to Dijon. Yeah, <laughs> which is now going to be my new toast for every yeah. occasion. And yeah, there's a really good bit of that scene where um, uh, Rupert says something like, um, "Get get the girl Sophia, oh, is yeah, it a yeah. glass?" <laughs> and then <laughs> my dad was like, "Mary," <laughs> looking daggers at him. <laughs> Awkward moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's yeah, that is just awkward. <laughs> yeah, but I do like. It doesn't really bother Rupert though. It's like, no. oh no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't suppose Mary's no, going to be too worried. Yeah. Too worried. No. And Rupert's like, oh no, that was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is the uncle that always puts his foot in it. Yeah, yeah, he is. But it's so lovely to see Rupert again. Yeah. Catch up with the gang. Yeah. And in the beginning, you get Hugh. Oh, Hugh Davenant's in it briefly, Davenant. isn't he? Yeah. Very briefly. Because I do, I, did like that. I do like that character. Mm. He's with Fanny in the beginning, isn't he? Mm. At the party. Mm. It's nice to catch up with them all. Yeah, I think that's probably part of the reason why it's a favourite for, for many. Yes. It's a shame she didn't do more follow-ups. Prequels. Well, yeah. I mean, there is Infamous Army. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure you get... So that is... Well, we're doing Regency Buck next, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, they, 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 and, then, and then it links it. The Infamous Army links all those... Yeah guys together mm-hmm. yeah so it's a very it's a different sort of book okay. with a lot of a lot of history a lot of war yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> a lot of war bits to skip over <sighs> um yeah so so there is there is a follow-up but yeah it's a shame we don't see those characters again yeah oh no i just meant like in other books as well i want oh, i see what I you mean follow yeah. up for everything and i want to know exactly follow-up. what's happened mm-hmm. to all of those characters except when it's had yeah Agreed. Cool. I do like it when you see on the on like um, the Facebook groups mm. when people do little. Well, this is what happens next. Yes. Like imagining. Oh, I never agree with them. I never agree with them, but it's nice <laughs> to hear what people 
Sometimes I do, sometimes it's nice. Overall then, we love Devil's Cup. We do. I think it's consistently been in my top three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. I, I think at one point I would definitely would have said it was my favourite. Yeah. When um, I was younger, I think. Yeah. So that the kind of high passion of it spoke to me as a teenager. Yes. Now I like it a little bit more. Chill. It's funny though, isn't it, how books are different. Um, yeah. When what you come age, to them. Yeah. When you come mm. to them, and when you you reread the things mm. and 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 feel differently about it. I think a lot of people feel like this, but when like for um, civil contract. Yes. Like when I first read that, I didn't like that book. Mm, mm. Um, but na- when I read it in later life, yeah. <laughs> um, I've appreciated it a lot more mm. um, because it's not this passionate love story. Yeah. But um, but it's like a, a growing sort of love yeah, and yeah. sensible sort of love. Um, but this is like the opposite of that. is a, mm. is a passionate mm-hmm. book mm. and and a passionate love story and. I think when you yeah, when you really when you're young that's what you want and mm. then you start to question little bits of it <laughs> yes. as you get older. Yeah. I feel like we need to address the point that um, in our last podcast we said, Oh, it might it might be a little while before the next one comes out because Rachel's going off to have a baby. Rachel hasn't had a baby yet. It's not because this is the longest gestation period known to man. It's just that we squeezed in an extra episode. Yeah. So we Rachel... wanted to get in Devil's Cup because we've just done yeah. these old shades. Yeah. Get in Devil's Cup before yeah. um, before that because there probably will be a bit of a gap now. Yeah, the bun is in the oven still. Mm-hmm. But it's looking nice and golden on the top. Yeah, only a few more weeks to go. Oh, excited! Can't come early because I'm not prepared yet. But okay. Oh, then sure. Um, <laughs> have you considered, without telling me any names, are any of the ones you've been discussing um, Georgia Hayer related? Uh, no, <sighs> no. So my my partner wants um, it to be named after an Arsenal footballer. Excellent. A- any Arsenal footballer. <laughs> um, and <laughs> little Thierry. Yeah. Well, we've <laughs> Dennis Dennis Bergkamp. Oh. Um, and then I, so, and then on my side it would be Georgia Hayer, and then mm. yeah. So we have to maybe get, get um, dismiss any of those so that we have a, a neutral name, neutral ground name. Yeah, there is there is going to be something. There's going to be some overlap between Arsenal and Georgia Hayer. We can make this work. So that's all for this week. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. Bye.